the hustle culture, I think, also confuses everyone because people think like you should be working extremely hard all the time or you should be hustling, grinding 18 hours a day if you want to be successful. And I disagree with that completely. Like, I think you should be working on the right things, not working yourself to death. Welcome to the Money, Mindset and Manifestation Podcast. I'm your host, Marley Rose Harris, and I'm here to talk to you about all things entrepreneurial, personal growth and self-development with a little side of spiritual woo-woo. I have successfully turned my side hustle into a multiple six-figure business while traveling the world and living a life I've only dreamed of. I hope by listening to this show inspires you to do the same and start manifesting everything on your vision board. Thanks for tuning in and I hope you enjoy the show. Hi guys, welcome back to the Money Mindset Manifestation Podcast. Today we have a very, very fun episode. So if you haven't heard, I officially have relaunched Rose Designs and oh my god, I am so excited about this. So if you haven't heard and if you're like, what the hell are you talking about? (laughs) As of yesterday, I've officially relaunched Rose Designs into my freaking business of my dreams called the freedom club and i've partnered with one of my best friends and business besties renee and we also launched a podcast so in this week's episode i am sharing the episode that we recorded last week as a bonus episode because i'm so excited about the freedom club and i cannot wait to share more so we have launched the platform um, yesterday, but not until September 1st are we launching our products. So for now, you get to tune in and we're just going to share so much value, provide you guys with all the tips that we've learned along the way to build our freedom lifestyle. And coming up very soon will be how you can build your freedom lifestyle, a step-by-step guide if you're just starting scaling or growing. So oh my freaking gosh, so much excitement to come. And yeah, I just want to just, I just really want to share it here so that people, because I've been getting a lot of questions around like, oh, what is it? Who is it for? And how did you guys start this? And so I share that all that in this episode with Renee and Renee's been on this podcast twice now. And I always get such good feedback on our episodes together. And we've done a lot of stuff together that just when we come together, magic happens. And so I'm so excited to officially have a business with her. Um, So yeah, if you guys are just tuning in and you're excited to learn more about the Freedom Club, I hope this answers some questions. And I'm just also so excited to be sharing more about it and launching more because like I said in the episode, we are just getting warmed up. So thank you for tuning in. Let me know what you guys think. And if you like this episode, please, please, please subscribe to the Freedom Club where we're going to be sharing all things freedom lifestyle and follow us on Instagram because we're going to be sharing so much value and I'm just so excited. Okay, love you all so much. Hope you enjoy this episode and I'll talk to y'all next week. Welcome to the first episode of the Freedom Club podcast. We are so excited that you're here and we are so excited to share our story of how we created the Freedom Club. 
It's been a long journey. So many things have happened. And this whole time, we've had to keep it under wraps. And I've like literally almost busted and shared it so many times. But finally, today's the day. We've launched the website. We've launched everything. And I'm so excited to have you here and to share with you how this beautiful business came together. So we're your hosts, Renee and Marley. And we are here with the first episode with so much excitement. And to start off kind of why we created the Freedom Club, we thought it would be beneficial to share how we met and really give you guys the background story of our friendship and how we turned from best friends to still best friends, but now business partners (laughs) and the epic journey that we've had over the year and a half of knowing each other. So Renee, want to start us off of kind of how we how we met and how we got to where we are now? Yeah, perfect. I think that is the best place to start, right? Because, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like our whole journey to where we are now makes so much more sense when you think about exactly how we met. So met in Bali, obviously, where we both are now, despite our little stints in Australia in between. Um, Thank you, COVID. And I think you moved into the villa I was in, right? Yes. That's right. But so, I manifested you. Yeah, you said, yeah, actually, you said that. <laughs> maybe I manifested you now. <laughs> Why do you, so, I was going to say, do you want to explain? Yeah, yeah, that? okay, I'll explain that. So for anyone who's come here from my personal page, you'll know that I'm like obsessed with manifestation. And those of you who haven't, you'll get to learn. And when I first started, when I moved to Bali, I wanted to move into a villa and I literally wrote down on my manifestation list, has to have high vibe entrepreneurial roommates. And the day I moved in, or before I even moved in, the villa owner was like, yeah, one girl owns a swimmer brand and one girl does websites. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> so then when we moved in, I actually remember you were so nice. You were just like, came up to introduce yourself, gave me your WhatsApp number, and you were like going to the gym. I actually <laughs> oh, literally so remember. Funny. I know. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be great. And so I just feel like I totally manifested you into my life. And I think early on, we knew that we were going to be business partners. I was going to say the same thing. I can remember that day as well. And for me, it was just the energy. Like as soon as I left, I was like, oh, I like that girl. Because I guess to give context on the villa thing, like, because obviously we both live in our own villas now. But when we first moved here, you kind of want to be around other people. You didn't really want to move. Well, like, at least for me, I didn't really want to move into a place straight away on my own. I didn't really know, you know, like how long I was going to be there. So I was staying in, it's our mutual friend's villa she owns. And... Yeah, it was like I, you meet like different people and Marley was one of the ones that I was really like, oh yeah, like this is, this person's like my person. This is going to be great. So yeah, but then I think the reason we kind of connected, I guess, more so than maybe some of the others is Bali brings out like, I mean, I don't know, I'm just going to call it, but for me, Bali brings like two types of people. There's, well, the one, there's one kind of overarching type and this is the best thing about Bali, which is that everyone's here to like pursue a dream, pursue a passion. Everybody's kind of, you know, said like, fuck off to the sort of traditional nine to five. They're all here to, you know, follow what they're sort of trying to, their like lifestyle that they're trying to find, I guess. And there is a lot of, oh, what's the word? I know you know what I'm thinking, but like, it, amongst that there's like quite wannabes? a lot of yeah like a lot of bullshit right yeah. like there's a lot of people here who are just kind of fucking around and not really making a lot of progress and I think when I met Marley I was like okay you like me were like actually working you know like mm. you actually had a business that was successful you weren't here 
you know, trying to find yourself like a lot. And there's nothing against that, to be fair. Like, no, no, no. I'm all for people. I think to some people themselves. do use Bali as a bit of a crutch. Yeah, agree. You know, because the energy, if you've been here before, the energy yeah. is so high. So if you're in a bad place, it's so easy to come to Bali and be like, whip all your words at the door, you know, <laughs> leave it in the airplane and just like, just get caught up in the Bali. reality. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's very much in its own bubble here. But you know what? I actually did come in here and I really felt like I found my people. Yeah, same. And that's um, the thing. That, that's yeah. the other type of person. Yeah. There's so many of us who do, but you just have to kind of ignore, not ignore, but you have to sort of navigate towards those people. And I realized quite quickly with you that you were going to be one of those people because I could tell you actually had a successful business and you could really add me like add a lot of value to me in terms of like, you know, and I, for me that was, I guess what cemented our friendship was we became like, we sort of joke, we were like pseudo business partners because. And like business coaches yeah. and like relationship coaches. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then I think very early on as well, we were having like really intense conversations. I actually remember one time, this is going to sound really weird for anyone who like listening, but I remember I get my best ideas in the shower. Okay. And I remember that's pretty normal. Yeah. And I always remember thinking about you and I just was like, (laughs) Renee, (laughs) that's what sounds good. (laughs) And we were, I was just like thinking about a villa and I literally just had this like download of like, Renee and I are going to like own a villa together or Renee and I I are going to like own something together. And this is, for, like, time context, this is mm, February 2019. No, no, 2020, sorry. This is February 2020. And then right now it's uh, June 2021. 21. And then that night we went for dinner. That's right. And I actually almost canceled on you because I think it was like rain. No, we're supposed to go to sunset and it started raining. Truth comes no, out. No, no, no. Remember it started raining. So we both canceled on each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then we're like, oh, fuck, it's raining. We're not going to go for sunset. And then I don't know why I remember this so vividly. But then, um, and then we went to, but then we ended up going for dinner anyways. Yeah. And then we had this like really in-depth conversation. And it turned out that day you were going to buy two villas. Oh, that's You just right. found out you were going to buy villas. Yeah, so what was this? February, which was a month yes. before COVID. Yes, and I was like, off. wait, that's so Before weird you us. say that, Renee, because I just had this feeling that... That's right. It was like, it was like a feeling that we were going to own villas together or own something together. And then I remember we had this like a really amazing conversation. I don't remember what it was about, but I actually walked away and I texted my employee at the time, Ashley, and I was like, I just had this amazing conversation with Renee and I... I know we're going to own something together. Yeah, I think we both weirdly said the same thing. Like, pretty much at the same time. Like, this is a something really... Yeah. It's not like a friendship. I'm like, oh, like, we didn't really even drink together. We literally were just... I don't even think we've ever been... Well, no, actually, the other night. Yeah. <laughs> the first time we've been drunk together, to be fair. And it was, like, after working on the Freedom Club. Yeah, it was Nine exactly. hours. <laughs> um, but and, the moral of that story, I guess, yeah. is... You, when you know you know yeah when you know you know and then jumping ahead obviously covid hit and we both had to go back to us well i got stuck in australia you had to go back we ended up in australia and then basically for a year and actually we moved one point on the street from each other yeah too. it was so crazy twice remember we yes. both moved and yes. we literally were on the same street twice and like australia is obviously a very big country that is actually crazy when yeah. i think about it it's, but you have this magic thing of doing that because right now you're beside Susie. Yeah, maybe subconsciously I'm just, <laughs> just like, really friends. needy. <laughs> I'm like, you can't run away from me. <laughs> and um, but I want to talk about AIO. Oh yeah, yeah. So and then maybe like halfway through the year, 
Me? Well, wait, I reckon to give a bit of context on that. So Marley's business at this stage was the design business. Rose Design. Rose yeah. Design. So Marley had a business that was building, like, essentially helping people build businesses in the front end. So building brands, building websites, etc. And then I have an e-commerce fashion brand. Well, I've got a couple, but my main business. And um, my thing was I was always wanting to make that easier for other people like the actual build because I think people really underestimate sort of how difficult that process is and Marley was already doing like a very similar thing at the front end and I've always been quite operational and so we sort of came together where we were like how do we do this together and help other people Mm. that's when we sort of started thinking about the AIO thing that's good context yeah so we were like already seeing I guess our very different skill sets but same kind of drivers I think would you say and then like both having built businesses and then you having helped build businesses at the front end we kind of were like huh it was almost like this jigsaw piece that was like oh I do all this stuff because I'm very like strategy operations logistics all that sort of stuff and you're very much like creative brand development and it was just literally like chink and like we were like oh this is like the other side of my I'm gonna say yin yang actually (laughs) and then we were like, this is exactly what people need. So we started that idea. We started that. And that I remember being ago. so fired up about that. However, this is actually a really good learning lesson is that we were really fired up about it. But I have to say, after a while, I think I was realizing that I was building another agency with Renee. Yeah. And and what we teach a lot with the Freedom Club is building a lifestyle designing your lifestyle around your business and building a business around your lifestyle and I saw how much I was working in Rose Designs and what I had done and I just realized like I don't want to build another agency yeah exactly and so we had that honest conversation I was like this feels really good I know we're gonna do something together eventually but this isn't the idea I also think it was the timing for both of us as well. We were both very busy. We'd both just gotten to Australia. So I think we were both very much in limbo, not really knowing what was left and right. Both of our businesses, we were still very heavily integrated into, I think. And I think we both just kind of went, this is something we're going to take this somewhere, but it just doesn't seem right right now. Yeah. And my favorite saying, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Yeah. And it wasn't a hell yes, but working with you was a hell yes. Yeah, exactly. But working and building that format was a hell no and at the end of the day it's like it wasn't something I was completely passionate about anymore and this is the part where I was like really transitioning being like I just want to create businesses out of of pure passion I'm like I can do that because we're both good at that but is that truly what we're passionate about no that is the it's so funny you come to that because you've been alongside me when I've learned that lesson as well like I've started a few businesses now all of which arguably have been successful but I keep doing exactly that. I keep doing something because I can do it and I'm good at it and not because I'm passionate about it. And we both were just like, that's not happening anymore. Like we, I think we're lucky though. We're fortunate. I shouldn't say lucky in that we, our main businesses that we've built have kind of allowed us that freedom now to be able to pursue a passion. And before I kind of trip myself up because I, like you and I have this discussion all the time. I think you should start with the passion. Like Mm. that's the lesson I've learned the long and hard way is business is hard no matter what, but if you do it from the position of passion first, when it's hard, it's easier than if you aren't passionate about it. Yeah. And so I think like for me, I had to keep learning that lesson of doing something because I'm good at it, not passionate about it. And then realizing you, 
like you just don't love it and it's just not going to make that process enjoyable I think so we wanted to make sure we both were like yes this is a whole like you say a whole body fuck yes before we move forward because not to be like obnoxious but I think we both knew especially with our kind of powers combined we would make anything work yeah we like we've done enough work. to know now the formulas you know like we know how to make businesses work but we wanted to love it i think that's why i was even more cautious with you because i'm like i know anything that we do is going to be magical so i don't want to just like settle on a kind mm. of a half-ass option even though it's a great business option like that business idea is genius but what i didn't want to do was get three years down the road road and be like in the same position oh I was feeling with Rose Designs because that happens like yeah. the problem is it's actually harder once the business starts making money which you will be able to your testament to this moment actually like it gets harder and harder to walk away from it because you're like ah well this is a functioning business that I've worked really hard to get here it now is making money but I don't love it and then you're just in this really tough position so I think you are better to, and that's the other thing I think that I misled myself on is that even if I didn't say quote unquote love it, but it made me money, I would love it enough. But actually that doesn't necessarily happen. No, because when the money comes, you start to realize that yeah. it's money doesn't give you happiness. Yeah. It does buy you a lot of things that give you happiness. I'm The freedom being the main yeah. one, I guess. But, but if you're doing something that gives you fulfillment every day, it's like that's like you can't put a price tag on that you yeah, know exactly. and so when you're working your ass off and you're making a lot of money yeah you can buy a ferrari and you can buy you know a gucci bag but is that going to bring you pure joy and happiness no i think as well sorry if no one can hear my dog in the background <laughs> we've like locked her out <laughs> i just tried to distract her with food but she's such a sook she has to be next to me literally at every given let's second. just let her in i was thinking i might just let her in okay we've let jesse back in now she's <laughs> joining us on the podcast she's such a cutie okay sorry renee i cut you off but what oh, were you saying? the thing i was gonna say as well is I think one of the other main reasons we decided that the agency kind of model wasn't really the right one was that scalability factor again. And again, everyone's goals and aspirations are different. So obviously the, you know, freedom lifestyle has always been one for us, but it's also to try and help as many people as possible. And, you know, sometimes that can come across as really cheesy, but when we sat down and thought about it, it's like, right, how many clients could we feasibly fit into this model? How many people could we like realistically help? At the end of the day, we both only have so many hours in every day. Like we can't make more time. So it's like, how do we try and help and be as efficient at helping as many people as we can? Because I think there are so many people out there at the moment, like there is this massive boom with like, you know, people wanting to be entrepreneurs and start their own businesses and even just like freelance and just create, yeah, more space and freedom for themselves. And so we want to reach as many of those people as possible because it is so difficult, like, you know, and we both had to go through that the long and hard way on our own. And so I just think that's kind of the crux of it, right, is trying to reach the most people. Yeah, because we have a very strong mission, and I think maybe that's what my subconscious was telling me of, because I was getting this feeling of this isn't what we're meant to do, but I couldn't put my finger on it. But then in hindsight, I mean hindsight's always twenty twenty. Oh yeah. But it's like yeah, our our mission is greater than us and greater than our time, and I think now that we started this business, I feel like I now have this luxury of deciding, you know, how to design the business where when I first started my business I was not thinking about time at all I was like my goal was actually location freedom 
and I just focus on location freedom. But what we're here to teach now, because we've, well, I personally have done it the wrong way, and now I've learned the right way, is to start with the location, financial, and um, time freedom from the beginning and getting that going and building from that angle. Because when you build from that angle and having all three, not to say that if you build it, you can't go back and fix it. It just makes the scalability and the growth that much easier. And that's what we're so passionate about teaching. And I think that's, this is the thing as well. Like I'm kind of semi going off topic now, but one of the things that bothers me about, I guess this quote unquote industry is there's so many people out there saying that they can help, but they haven't actually gone through and physically done any of this themselves. I know. And I just personally find that really hard to wrap my head around because I'm like, how can you teach something you haven't done? Like that makes no sense to me. Like these kinds of things or like, like you said, you learn them in hindsight, arguably, like you can't learn these really. uh, I don't know. So I think that taking all of those things that we've learned, like you just said, you, you thought in the beginning, okay, this is what I'm trying to achieve. But actually like if I had just been asked some of the questions from the front end, I probably would have See, that you and I were different like this. I built mine in the very beginning for like, I built my business to scale with less of my time and location freedom as well. But like I said, my thing was, I was, I guess, sort of lacking the passion side. But I think that just having that kind of, even having someone to have that conversation with in the beginning would have probably made a massive difference to both of us to be like, have you thought about these things? If you're wanting A, B or C, this is sort of the direction or you should build for that from the beginning. And I think that again is what's missing because you don't really know all of those things until you've kind of started and or unless somebody's told you or helped you help lead you there. That's the, that's the complete difference from when I started. I didn't have anyone. Yes, yeah, I was like, woohoo, I'm going to start my own business. And it was like crickets. <laughs> no one I knew had started their own business. No, and most of the people around me actually didn't desire what I desired. Mm. They were happy doing a nine to five job. They were happy living where we were living. I felt like a black sheep because I'm like, hello. Like, <laughs> I don't want, is, is no one, is everyone else loving winter like I am? Or oh is like, God. is everyone else happy just like working nine to five and, or like, you know what, actually what probably, what really drove me this way is for most of my life, I worked in the service industry. So I had to work weekends, always, always. And I would have like a Monday and like a Tuesday off or like a Tuesday and a Thursday. Okay. And, and I just remember just working till like 2 a.m. on a Saturday. And I was like, I do not want this for myself oh because my I have to stay until someone can tell me to leave. And I don't like being told what to do. And so that fueled me. Actually, Renee and I were just, you just had the realization too, didn't you? Why well, was well, okay. I, me and Renee were just watching this video. Um, we'll link in the show notes. It's a Brandon Bouchard video, and it's like my favorite video. And he says to make your dreams and mission bigger than you. And I was like, I just don't really have that. But now that I'm saying it out loud, I was like, my mission, the thing that's bigger than me is freedom. Yeah, and that's what's driving me is freedom. I think it should be a driver for more people. It was just like, I was laughing when you were talking about the working, like getting Tuesdays, Thursdays off or whatever. And I was like, that's one of your like triggers. For me, my trigger was the alarm clock. It sounds like such a small thing, but that devil scream (laughs) 
honestly would start my day. I wouldn't, I don't care what was going on. Waking up to an alarm clock just makes my skin crawl. And that for me was the thing that every single day the alarm clock would go off and I would just be like, right, this is not the life for me. Like I just want to wake up naturally because I know I'm hardworking. I know I'm inherently driven and hardworking. So it just never made sense to me. I was like, in what world did someone just decide, okay, between the hours of nine to five, everyone is equally as productive and then they all need to eat lunch at 12 and then this this makes sense. It doesn't make sense. Oh my gosh, I love this in conversation. In any capacity whatsoever. And so I was just, and I'm like, you are hate being told what to do. <laughs> so then I just felt like, and it's also, let's not forget, this is five days a week out of seven. This isn't like two days out of seven. This is five. This is the largest majority of your life. You go to this place that you're told when to do whatever you're told to do. It just felt like it still blows my mind. I'm like, how are we in this thing where my life is mostly controlled by something else? I just, it, it, I will never wrap my head around it. It sounds like we've both questioned the norm. Yeah. When we were, when we didn't know each other, but back working for someone else, we were like, and instead of, we just were like, no, we're not having this. Yeah. Um, okay, let's wrap it back around to, so we, we thought of AIO, but that we decided that wasn't our hell yes. And then we live in Australia until basically this wraps us back around to 2020, where Renee and I both moved back to Bali, I think only a month apart. So I moved back to Bali. And the reason that it took so long is not because of us unwilling. It's just the border was closed for so long. Anyways, we got back in. In I got back in at the beginning of March. Oh, March. What oh, were you, March? Yeah, be- very March. beginning of March. I must be in April then. Okay, you were April. And so we finally moved back. And this is a point, and I'll get into it in a later story, but I was I was excited to move on and was ready for something else um, with my business. And I think Renee was also, not to put words in your mouth, but looking for that that one thing that she was passionate about. Well, I think, yeah, like for, for me, because I one thing I don't regret is that I did build from the beginning for the time, location, financial freedom element. So that's kind of the one area that I'm like, I guess like a little proud of is that from day one, I was like, right, this is the goal. And so thankfully my business has now given me that. I'm at the point where it's like, okay, the majority of the operation of my company is not relying on me whatsoever. So I have time, but as opposed to just doing another thing that just makes me money. Yeah. Now I'm like, I want to do something I actually am really excited about. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I got there as well. Like with my business, I was the same having time, location and financial independence um, because I completely outsourced my business, et cetera, et cetera. But I was waking up every day and it, I was kind of getting the similar feeling that I was feeling at corporate. I was just wasn't feeling the passion anymore. So I had been thinking for maybe seven months pre- previously of how to pivot Rose Designs. And again, it was something I thought about every single day, but I just had this rock bottom moment <laughs> with Rose Designs and and thought of Renee, thought of our mutual passion and the Freedom Club kind of was just felt so organic to us. Mm-hmm. And it was so weird because we've been saying this whole time, like, this is what we're meant to do. We had to go through every step that we've been through to get here. 
but it's to teach others because I don't know about you, Renee, but I get questions all the time. How are you living in Bali? You know, how did you build your business? How did you do this? How did you do that? And like, if I had enough, I didn't give myself time for him to be my DMs all day. (laughs) No, but obviously I I try to reply obviously to everyone, but I want to teach in more detail you know i can't exactly. i can't teach you every step of the way in the dms yeah. and so <laughs> in, the DMs. in the dms but um so yeah that's kind of i know that's kind of a vague answer but do you have any more you want to say on that kind of how it i guess burst into the no, world i feel like i mean to be honest i don't think it's vague at all i feel like it kind of in my opinion seems to encapsulate most of it i think for us now it's it's about figuring out how to help as many people as we can yeah and so like for me, the, the, or for us, should I say the most obvious thing is, well, what am I trying to say? So I think that in my opinion, people do these two things, which sounds like a contradiction, but people think it's easier than it is and think it's harder than it is. Mm. So like you get so many people nowadays being like, Oh, start your e-commerce brand and make a hundred thousand dollars in 30 days. And it's like, okay, that's really winds me up because that's impossible unless you have certain amount of stock, a certain amount of cash flow, certain fulfillment processes, et cetera, et cetera. Like they don't mention any of those things. Is it technically possible? Yes. Are they kind of leaving out all of the nuances in between? Yes, absolutely. And, but then on the flip side, I think, so there's like a lot that goes into something. It is very difficult. However, the other end of the stick is that it's also not impossible and it's not as hard as some people think. And I think that's the bridge we want to kind of try and like, that's the gap. I guess we want to try and Cover is yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, where am I? Was it bridge gap gap? These two go together somehow. But like, I think a lot of it comes back to not really knowing where to start because I think in the beginning phase is the hardest in terms of because once you've started, that's it. You're in. Like you're literally. It's like the the analogy of throwing someone in the pool, right? Or throwing someone in the ocean or whatever. Like once you're in there, you've got two options: you sink or you swim. Yeah. Yep. And so like, sure, you can be out there flapping around, and we can try and throw you little life rafts and everything else, but you only have that option at that point it's one of one or the other whereas when you're sitting on the shore thinking about it you could sit there for the next 10 years of your life and I think it's just making that first step that's the part I think people think is harder I think starting Mm. is actually not as difficult as people think growing and scaling a business very difficult starting not as difficult however once you've started growing and scaling gets slightly easier and so I think for us it's like right how do we help you guys start like how do we help you guys like kind of I guess realize and know that it's really achievable to just get out there and give it a crack. And then once you're out there giving it a crack, okay, what tools and like, you know, tricks can we give you to help that growth period faster? Like if I could go and talk to me three years ago, oh my God, I would have got there a year and a half faster probably. Exactly. And with a little bit less stress. (laughs) Yeah. And I think also just showing you what is possible because I know a lot of like women and men that I speak to are just saying to me, oh, I wish you're so lucky, you know, and I wish I could have what you have. I'm like, okay, but you can, like, I want you to know that you can, you, if Mm. you're sitting in your office and you're like, you know what, I really wish I could live from literally anywhere in the world or I wish I could I've always wanted to start this business it's a passion of mine uh, I just don't know where to start you know or I'm sitting here and I just you know I've started the business I just don't know what next steps to take or how to scale it from a, maybe a five-figure to a six-figure business like we've done it all and mm-hmm. we're here to show you how and 
in a fun, achievable, great way. And just and just really allowing you to question the norm of like what you're capable of because you are capable of probably so much more than you're leading yourself on to think. And we want to be there for you and supporting you along the way and showing you how. So maybe this is a good segue of like, who is who is the Freedom Club for? Well, I think like, actually, can I just say one thing really quickly on what you were just saying is the... No, I've lost it. <laughs> so back to your question. <laughs> Who is it for? I think, I guess the person I picture is probably us three years ago, right? Like, oh, yes. I literally, like, we're slightly different. We're, like, very different three years ago, but kind of the same in the sense that for me, I was in England. Wait, like, would we be friends three years ago if we met? I don't know. I think we would have. Yeah, I think we, I don't, I don't know. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I think we're friends still outside of business, but. Yeah, oh, 100%. I'm, I'm just, just imagining that. I just, in England, like, hey. me, yeah, I'm trying to picture me in Canada, and I'm like, that just so doesn't fit. <laughs> me in Canada doesn't fit. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah, I'm like in England. I, I'm not from England, but I was there with a partner, and I was working in London, and I was just God miserable. Like I say, waking up to that horrid alarm clock every day. Doing it's the blinds, tell oh, the blinds thing. Oh my God, I'll never forget this. Actually, that, I'll that never forget been, this. That should have been the point that I knew England was not for me. Not long after moving there, it genuinely probably is like a couple of days in. I just remember like waking up. My partner at the time was like, "Come on, baby, like." get up, get up. You got to get up for whatever I had to get up for. And I was like, okay, well, like, can you just, I'm not great in the mornings unless I wake up naturally, ironically. Um, I was like, oh, can you just open the curtains? And he just, because I wanted like the light to kind of wake me up. And he just looked at me and he was like, they already are. And I was just like, oh my God, why do we live here? Like, I just couldn't believe it. It was still dark at like 8am. I was like, this is horrible. (laughs) But yeah, so for me, it was just like, Going to my job in London, I would literally get on the tube, someone's smelly armpit in my face, it's <laughs> freezing cold, it's still dark, walk into the office, I would just want to go and eat like a sausage roll or something for breakfast because I was just so unhappy, I wanted to eat my feelings. And, you know, just kept climbing the corporate ladder thinking every promotion was going to make me happier and then, oh no, but it's when this happens, then I'll be happy. And, mm. you know, then when I get my own team, I'll be happy. And then every single time I'd get one of those things, the goalpost would move and I was still miserable. And... I was just like, this just isn't life. Like, I feel like I'm existing. I don't feel like I'm living. This doesn't make any sense to me. And so I guess to answer, I guess for me speaking from my personal opinion of like, who is this for? I envision like a combination of people, but one of them being that person because taking that step, because I was like you, I didn't have anyone else who had a business. And so taking that step was terrifying but I now just absolutely, like I legitimately thank God every day for that day. Mm. I sometimes have moments where I sit there and I'm like, imagine if I didn't do that. And it's just like, I'm just like, I can't, the entire trajectory of my life would be completely fucking different. And not one that I probably would have really enjoyed, to be honest. So I think it's that person. And then the person I feel like actually I would maybe tell you to speak about it a little bit more but like some of your coaching clients who are like have a business already they've taken the plunge but now they're trying to take it to that next level of like either building it for freedom because they may have like you know 
It could be, like, I'm just going to literally pull a random thing. No, I mean, maybe you should probably cover it, actually. <laughs> Wait, just for all the kids back home, where did you move from? I feel like that's a question that people might want to know. I know we'll get more into it, but just for context. Oh, so I'm originally from New Zealand, but I left there very, like, very early. Then I moved to Australia. Then I moved to England. Then I moved to Bali. Then I moved to Australia. Then I moved to Bali. <laughs> okay, yeah. I just feel like everyone might be wondering that. Because I was like, I know, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if I was like, wait, where did you move from? <laughs> um... Okay, yes, that was very good. Thank you for expressing that. So who is it for in, for me, three years ago, I guess, okay, let's go two years ago, because three years ago, Renee and I have a very similar story, and that I was also working corporate, and I was like, I just don't want to have winter anymore. <laughs> I can't deal with winter. I just, I've never liked it, and... And my dream in life was to have a business, to work from Australia, to be able to go surfing whenever I wanted, live in a healthier lifestyle. And I thought that what was going to make me happy. So that's what I was going towards. Anyways, that's a whole podcast for another story. Um, That's a whole other story for another podcast. <laughs> but what I want to talk about is another subset that this is for is for those starting because when I first started my business and I guess started to grow it you guys I did everything the wrong way so I would manually send pdfs that I would manually create on canva per every single call that I would have I would manually customize each pdf I'd manually send it to them and then I would ask for an e-transfer payment like I'm I know those people listening still like people that are listening being like, oh, should I do that? But like, this is why we're creating the Freedom Club. And then, so literally there was like 90% of my day spent on just admin that could all be automated. I call it admin. <laughs> what would you call it? Admin. Oh. <laughs> um, and just all be automated, right? And then I, and then like two years in, I learned about a CRM software and I was like, holy shit, this would have saved me years of my life. So then I embedded that and I was like, oh my gosh, my business is much more scalable now and then I was like you know what I'm noticing there's situations here where I'm doing stuff that I really don't want to be doing but I'm just gonna do it anyways push through but I was I was making enough money that I could have hired someone it just wasn't in my knowledge awareness to think about that and then eventually I was like okay I'm gonna hire out this person and it scaled my business massively so then I started learning about outsourcing and again over like learning things the long and hard way, I was able to bring my business to where it is now. But honestly, if I hadn't known all that stuff from the beginning, like I don't even know where I would be now. It would be insane. So what I want to share is that just giving the details of how to successfully build a business because you can build a business. There's two ways you can build a business. You can build a business and it can feel good or you can build a business and it feels like you're walking through mud underwater with <laughs> like bricks that change your leg. And this is why I really respect Renee because she's she did that very early on. I think it took me longer to get there. But then when I started learning about like delete, delete, delegate or automate, I was like, oh baby, We've changed everything, but I just didn't know that from the beginning. And, and I so think that's where you and I actually, it's interesting. We, where I, where you did it right was more so from a place of passion. You've yeah. followed your intuition a lot more than I have throughout your process. I've just kept beating the same drum yeah. over and over again and just not learning my lesson because I think I had some kind of block to think that you can't have passion and 
make money I don't know like mm. for me I think I've always had this thing in my head that and this is actually sorry I've just taken this completely off topic but the hustle culture I think also confuses everyone because people think like you should be working extremely hard all the time or you should be hustling grinding 18 hours a day if you want to be successful and I disagree with that completely like I think you should be working on the right things, not working yourself to death. And if you're doing it, you can work. It's old school, but you can work smart, not hard. Yeah. And work hard, but you know. Yeah. I was going to say, there's a time and place for working hard. In the beginning, I'm not going to say, because I think there's a lot of people that try to advertise work for, I get old Timmy Ferris, but what he says in that book is incredible. I believe in everything he says, but what I'm going to say is there's going to be a little bit of, you're going to be out of balance Mm. for a bit. And there is, a, a level of commitment required in the beginning and you're like why did I sign up for this but that's all required in the beginning to build the foundations like when I work one-to-one with my coaching clients I send them homework and I'm like I know this is like a lot mm. but we're we want to move the needle forward quicker and they always get it done it's Parkinson's law is that what it's called yeah I think so yeah yeah and where it's like if you have the hours and you have the task you'll just find a way to get it done and holding you accountable and then also not only holding you accountable to do it but then showing you the successful way to do it. The the amount of transformation I've had with my one-to-one clients is incredible. But yeah, see, I think that's the difference is there is definitely, like you say, an amount of work at the front end for sure. But if you're still doing that consistently five years later... You're doing it wrong. You've done it wrong. <laughs> <In> <laughs> Babe, you've opinion. done it wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like if there's a way to do it, that's not the way to do it. Yeah. Because that should... You should be alleviating less of that the longer it goes. Like you're building processes, systems, etc. in the beginning... That's why it takes time. Yeah. But then those systems and processes have built efficiently should mean that you are not continuously spending that much time on it. Yeah. And again, that's something that I think you can only really learn either from somebody who has done it already or from doing it and learning a hard way yourself. Yeah. And I think our mission, one of our big missions is like, you don't have to learn, learn it the hard way because we have for you. Exactly. Um, so yeah, who is it for? It's for a lot of people, as you can probably tell, (laughs) but where we're so passionate is like helping you get to that freedom life quicker. So you don't, you don't have to settle and you don't have to stay where you are right now. Like that is not, if you are desiring more, you deserve more and whatever you desire, you deserve and you can have. And so really getting you in alignment with the steps and but we haven't really touched on this, but not only the strategy, but also the mindset around it. Yeah, that's a good point. So one of our pillars is also, you know, entrepreneurial mindset and growth mindset. So for myself personally, with my business, for I bet a year and a half, I would say I just focus on strategy. So I was like, sales calls, posting on Instagram, you know, creating a nice website, creating nice content. That's all I focused on. And then it wasn't until a year and a half in when I started focusing on my mindset and I started to rewire my trauma around money and I started to rewire my trauma around what I thought I deserved and my self-worth. And I started instilling habits and routines for success. And that's truly when like my business skyrocketed and that's when things started taking off. And I just, you know, success obviously leaves clues. And I was like, well, what have I done differently here? And I literally think I could pinpoint to the day when I was like, oh, that's when I started meditating. That's when I started doing gratitude. Mm. That's when I started doing this. And it seems like such simple things. And sometimes simple things seem too easy, right? Like, oh, that can't make that much of a difference in your income. But I'm, we're here to tell you, like, oh my God, absolutely it does. makes the biggest difference. Because we say, like, you can't out-strategize a poor mindset. 
and you can't, you know, you can have the best mindset in the world, but you don't have the business foundations, your business won't grow and scale and give you the time freedom that you want and desire. You're still going to be grinding every single day, Monday to Sunday. I think the other thing actually I'll just touch on really quickly, because I know we have been going for a bit, but about the um, mindset stuff is also the like loneliness and community element. Like mm. I think the, another one of the reasons why you and I maybe bonded so quickly and, you know, got so close is that being single founders, which actually I think quite a lot of people are, you don't really have that sounding board or you don't have that emotional support. And you and I have both always said like, no one really ever understands how you feel when you run a business, except like the closest you'll get is someone else who runs a business. Mm. You don't get it. If so, like, and so I think having other people who have that, like, you know, that kind of support there for you to just be there when things are tough to kind of be like, I understand as a sounding board, all that sort of thing, like just makes such a difference. Yeah. So that's one thing we've been really focusing on is obviously that's why we called it the club. The Freedom Club is we're all in this together and we're all here to cheer each other on, support each other, lift each other up and be that coach and that cheerleader and that like pseudo business partner that me and Renee were for each other to be that for everyone involved and everyone who's joined us in this amazing club. What can you expect from the Freedom Club? That's a question that I've been getting a lot. So whether you have a business You've already started a business. Maybe you don't have a business yet. You don't know. This is for you. So as we've made it, probably we've kind of repeated ourselves, but um, we are going to be with you every step of the way. So like we said, we've obviously been there every step of the way. So what it feels like to take that scary leap of starting a business, not knowing, can I do this? You know, is it possible for me? Like we are going to be there with you at the beginning and when you're growing the business. So those, you know, pains and those teething pains in the beginning of you know bringing on new people or not even that maybe just automating more or scaling more and that brings us to the last point is the scaling so beginning start grow and scale we're going to be with you every step of the way um so Renee and I obviously have both built successful online businesses both making over six figures and so that's why we feel like we're so passionate and dedicated of how to teach you to do the same because if we can do it you can do it and then obviously we've been very focused on time location and financial independence those are like our three main things and talking a lot about business strategy and mindset and that community component is there anything i missed out renee no i think you kind of covered it yeah yeah we're obviously super excited i don't know if you can tell by our voices we've been working on this so much obviously for a while now and we're just so excited to bring this to you guys and if you have any questions just send us a dm we are so excited to chat with you but i want to let you know that our offering and our big you know pillar product is not going to be coming until september 1st so in the meantime we're just here to be your besties and biz we're going to be giving you all the tools we're going to be giving you so much value And if this podcast resonated and gave you value, please share it to anyone who you feel like is also that biz bestie that you have that also wants to start a business. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. It's going to be a lot of Renee and I sharing our journey, 
and our full story, um, how we started our business and how we got to where we are now. And then also interviewing other like-minded entrepreneurs who also have time, location, financial freedom and figuring out from then how they did it and what are their biggest takeaways and what we can share with you guys of to make it an easier process for you. So you can be out there living your best life, having freaking coconuts on the beach or flying on a Tuesday across Europe just because you can, or on a yacht, whatever is your thing. Exactly, because it really doesn't have to be that hard. And we're here to show you that. Exactly. All right, I think that brings us to the end of the episode. Jesse's really cuddled up now with us. <laughs> oh my God, it's 4-4. Love that. Okay, well, thanks so much for listening, you guys. We can't wait these episodes will coming out weekly. Yeah. Um, and if you have any questions, obviously, please send them to us. Follow us on Instagram, please. We're so grateful for any support from you guys and hitting that subscribe button. And we have so much more amazing content for you guys. We are just getting started. So thank you so much for listening. 